0: Welcome to the Justin News Podcast. My name is Justin Cross. My guest, Dr. Chris Ann Gordon from the Resurrecting Lives Foundation. I, You know, it is National Military Appreciation Month, as many of you may know. We've got Memorial Day around the corner, and I could not have had a better guest uh, on, the sh- on, on the podcast. I mean, she is passionate. She's vivacious. She is uh, just smart as hell. And she talks about why she started the organization uh, to treat veterans from Afghanistan and Iraq who come home and they have these traumatic brain injuries and, like, why she got into it, which is a very interesting, like, kind of mundane story, not, not to, to make light of her own situation. But, uh, you know, she doesn't have a ton of military ties. She bumped her head uh, doing Christmas decorations and got a concussion uh, but somehow like with her medical background that inspired her to help out veterans who obviously do so much for us and um, and it's so cool so you gotta listen to this thing I mean you know and, and I say this like i I'm, I'm talking about how like what she does and how cool she is but seriously like I do a lot of podcasting and, and hosting and everything and I have great guests on this but I'm not gonna lie sometimes I gotta bring the heat you know what I mean Like I gotta bring the energy. Sometimes, you know, before podcasts, I'm I'm maybe taking two, three, five hour energy drinks. You know, I'm I'm doing fifteen hours of energy. Uh, You know, maybe maybe chopping up a couple a couple tabs of Adderall. You know, let's see how how far into illicit drug use can I go here? Uh, I uh, I'm kidding. I but I do like I will I'll, I'll I'll drink a bunch of coffee. I'll have like a bucket of venti, uh, like lattes from the the Starbucks. I'm kidding. I'm not that expensive. Let's be real. Like I'm 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 very thrifty. I go I go to the gas station. I get a bucket from the gas station. That's what I do. If Hollywood, (coughs) if Hollywood science and the military met in a bar, the bar would be called the Resurrecting Lives Foundation, and that bartender, her name would be Dr. Chris Ann Gordon. And the drinks, they would be damn good. All right? I hope you listen to the podcast. Spread the word. It's free. Just spread the word. If you like helping veterans and helping this cause, just retweet the podcast. Truly, just spreading awareness is amazingly helpful. Of course, you can donate, and and I encourage you to do that. Donate on the Resurrecting Lives Foundation website, resurrectinglivesfoundation.org. Uh, but please, if you can, just spread the word, you know, tell people about this, uh, iTunes, review it. Uh, We need to get the word out. Of course, I'm a self-serving person, so I want the retweets, uh, but it's for a good cause, and Dr. Gordon is uh, just an amazing person. So, Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, I'll chat with you at some point in the near future. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if you know, just... A couple headlines, Donald Trump got his diaper changed in the Rose Garden today, and uh, I think Beto O'Rourke earlier in the week held a CNN press conference to let everybody know he's not Pete Buttigieg. Boom shakalaka!
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by Howard Dean. Just wanted to make sure you guys didn't forget me.
0: Ha! Welcome to the Justin News Podcast. My name is Justin Cross, and today my guest. She is a physician and the founder of Resurrecting Lives Foundation, which helps veterans facing traumatic brain injuries. Dr. Chrisanne Gordon, thanks for being with me.
2: Oh, thank you so much, for Justin, for having me. I, I so appreciate the ability to increase awareness about, you know, the signature wound of the conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan, so thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. I, I'm excited to have you. I mean, it's Military Appreciation, Appreciation Month. Uh, we've got Memorial Day around the corner. I, I want to ask you about sort of uh, what what this all means in, in just a minute, but I want to know how... First of all, like, how did the organization get started in the first place? And, and why, uh, specifically for you, like, why didn't you use your, your energy and your medical expertise uh, to become the heir apparent to Dr.
2: Sanjay Gupta? <laughs> many reasons for that, many reasons for that. Um, but I was really very blessed having had a, a concussion, if you want to call it a traumatic brain injury, about 10 years before the conflict started in Iraq and Afghanistan. And as a physician, having this kind of injury, nothing like theirs. I wasn't in a war theater. I wasn't blown up. I didn't have mortar shells going off next to me. I was basically putting up Christmas decorations and slipped and fell. My head hit right square on against a brick wall. And I was knocked out for about 20 minutes. So it was a significant head injury. And unlike Hollywood, where people, you know, just get right back up. <laughs> I did not really get right back up, and my fight back to learn how to speak again, uh, to learn how to walk again, since I had no feeling on the right side of my body, was amazing to me, given the fact that about six hours after the incident, I was able to have an MRI, which was normal.
1: Right. So
2: it was. Very you know, lucky for me that my colleagues at the hospital realized that if I wasn't speaking, it wasn't normal. Right. However, Justin, if we fast forward 10 years to when our men and women came back from Iraq and Afghanistan, they too had normal MRI by the standard MRI. And they were told they were crazy. And that's when I realized that I had to do something about it. My, my mantra has always been that they're out of their brains, not out of their minds. That's a big difference. And we need to start approaching these kind of injuries for more as being brain injuries. And we've now since proven that post-traumatic stress disorder is actually a form of a brain injury. It's a chemical reverberation of the exact same things that happened that kept you alive and somebody else perished. So when you think of it that way, your brain keeps playing over the same thing because it's a survival technique, you know? So I think we have a lot to learn about the brain. We have now in the last decade developed some very, very good neurodiagnostic testing where we can find the exact areas where brain fibers are ripped in like IED explosions and RPG explosions. And I think that we're going to learn a lot from our young veterans and military members that can help us with our athletes and people who fall and weekend warriors as well. So we're learning about the brain in um, as a result of the conflicts, but that is perhaps one of the good things that may come out of it. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely, and and I mean it's that's the it's 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 amazing how like uh, kind of an everyday experience like that can lead you to to starting a you know an entire cause around it. Um, <laughs> an an entire, I mean it really is, and but I guess too I'm wondering like why did you decide to focus. Uh, specifically like on the military versus maybe like you mentioned athletes or maybe even just uh people hanging christmas de- decorations and just you know they fell
2: yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's uh, for a couple reasons the first reason is I-, I will tell you uh i'm really not from the military family my my father had served in world war ii briefly and my grandfather had served in world war One briefly my brother was um on the the birthday draft for the Vietnam War and, and drew number 248 on his birthday. So, you know, it's not like my family has seen major combat. However, I really believe that no one in our nation right now has lost their voice like a military member coming back from the war or even from their training with a traumatic brain injury and discharged you know you can't soldier on you can't marine on if you've got a damaged brain if your brain is damaged and you've got all that chaos going on in your brain how can you possibly negotiate a civilian healthcare group because you've never had to do that right right let alone the veterans Operation hospital which is a very complex and at times nearly impossible system to navigate through So when a friend of mine, Justin, lost her son in Iraq, he was from Oregon, I decided to call our local VA here in Columbus and see what I could do in his honor. And it was at that moment that I was asked to do the traumatic brain injury screening. Now, this is 2008, Justin. We had been in Afghanistan for seven years, and as a civilian physician who deals with TDI, my first response is, this is the first, we're checking
0: this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: And years later, really? um, So I said, okay, so I I will come down here, I will volunteer my time. I have a full-time practice, but I'll volunteer my time. I come down several times a month, and I will see what's going on and, and try to get some kind of a semblance. About what's happening to these young men and women and it was my third patient at the VA that literally drafted me for this and that was we were talking we went through the whole 17 screens of the questions that the Veterans Administration Hospital were using the last one really really bothered me because I would never ask that as a civilian physician and it was this since you have come back from war does anybody say that you're acting differently right I thought, man, if you're going to war, if you're going to Disney World for a year, you're going to come back and act differently. You know, <laughs> if, if Ohio and I go to Alabama for a year, I'm going to be acting differently. I mean, that just seems like such a skewed question. Like you're acting weird, you're acting... So I explained to him that you know I, I didn't really like that question, and after you know my TBI, I had a lot of these symptoms. I don't like crowds. I don't like bright lights. I don't like bright. No, that's as far as I got, Justin. Mm-hmm. And this man reached across the thing, grasped my arm so hard, looked me in the eye, and said, So, Doc, what you're telling me right now is I'm not crazy.
0: Right, right.
2: Now, that was the drafting moment. At that moment, I thought, this is one. I said, I'm only on, like, yes, I'm only on my third veteran. You know I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many
2: more are there going to be? And there were several more with that same feeling. And that's when I realized that, you know, when it comes to traumatic brain injury care, only 8 to 10% of the healthcare world even deals with it. Oh, and, and it's not 8 to 10% in the Veterans Administration. It's a lot less than that, unless you're at one of the major, you know, poly-trauma centers like at Stanford or at Mass or at Tampa. So that's when I realized we had to do something very different. And I started um, to do a documentary, which we completed. I called the documentary Operation Resurrection, and it was giving a voice to several veterans who, most of them were nearly homeless in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I did my filming in Los Angeles because, number one, it was cheaper and number two it's a lot warmer there and sunnier in the winter <laughs> <laughs> i know you're from the bay area but i agree with mark twain the, the coldest summer i ever the coldest winter i ever had was a summer <laughs>
0: <is> the... <laughs> absolutely so we
2: were able to do that and what i realized that even being able to tell their stories justin oh. i was the first person to listen to it
0: right Right. That's and that's and that's that's uh, that's the other thing. So, so I wanted to ask you about that because it's like I mentioned before, it's military appreciation month. It's uh, you know Memorial Day is, is a couple days away, or a few days away. There are many ways that I think individuals, citizens in our country, organizations uh, try to honor the military. In what I feel, um, in some ways, very good ways, but in many ways, just kind of symbolic. And I think there's there's value to that, but. I mean, like, for instance, I'm a big Oakland A's fan and earlier this month. Ooh, okay. Yeah, earlier this month, like, they decided to wear camo hats during the game. Now All right. don't get me wrong, that's very fashion forward in my opinion, but it doesn't necessarily like it may get a little attention, but it doesn't, I I don't know how much it really does. And so I'm curious, like with your organization and you know, it's, it's, it's so much like on the ground and face to face and, and treating people who really need that help. Like, is it hard to, I mean, you don't you're not a big sports organization right i mean is it hard to get the money and and i imagine like the sort of awareness the um sort of political influence that you need in order to make a major impact or or how how has that process been in order to sort of get this movement off the ground and, and really uh make a difference
2: Okay, that's a very, very good question. Is it difficult to get funding? Absolutely. You know, we don't have any uh, tag celebrity, um, so it it is difficult. We have so many veterans organizations that are vying for the same dollars, and what we try to do is to get people networked towards services that they need. Um, And in some cases, you know, we give grants to various institutions, for those services so that somewhere down the road, veterans can be, you know, scanned and, and given appropriate things. So yes, the funding is difficult. The awareness not so difficult um, because those people who hear about this, like you now, when you hear about this, you were intrigued before, but by the end of this 30 minutes, you will be hooked in knowing there is something that we need to do as a civilian world. We are 99% of the resources, okay? We need to embrace our veterans when they come back. This is a totally bipartisan or nonpartisan, you know, no political party has the edge on this, you know. All of us need to care of the people who volunteered their lives for us. So to get awareness is not very difficult. I do anything from local talks to, I was called to Fort Sam Houston, Army AMED, and much to their credit back in 2014, and they said, you know, can you come down and talk to us about this? And I said, sure, but I'm not really used to telling three and four star generals that I don't really like what's going on once their soldiers, once their people come back from the war and they have these issues. They were wonderful, though. They listened. I think that we have some of the most incredible leaders in our military who are very compassionate people. I call them the George Washington type. You know. Um, I know George Washington gets wrapped now too, but my goodness, there were so many people whose lives he saved from, you know, who deserted that thing, they're all tired. You know, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know I mean, those are the kind of people I'm looking for. So to do that is not difficult. And I have found that no matter what a political party's affiliation is, I can find somebody to listen, talk, and help advance the agenda.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by our longtime sponsor, Capital Chill, DC's dopest spot for sweet treats. Back again, apparently with tons of cash to burn on podcast advertising. New flavors for summer include AOC Acai, the Alex Jones, which is just a large bowl of ice cream with four times the daily recommended dose of caffeine with a dash of cocaine and commercial-grade gasoline, and our best seller the chili bill bar which is just a cup of ice chips uh but at one dollar you can't beat that price mention the podcast and get two free muller crullers these things are so dry we can't give them away
2: i know that you have lot of interest in politics from looking at your website and that because let's face it not a whole lot is getting done right now (laughs) I would like see a few more legislations toward, uh, um, for instance, making it easier for employers to spend a little more time to actually employ a veteran. Don't hire a veteran. Don't have a job fair and give them 30 days of your time, you know. These are young men and women, most of whom, Justin, saw the towers go down in school, middle school or high school, and said, okay, I'm going to defend our our country from that. Uh They've never written a check themselves. They've never looked for their own housing. They've never taken public transportation. Mm -hmm. So when you bring that out to people like local groups, local church groups, local service groups, the Rotary has been wonderful in many places veteran service organizations are helpful with that. It is, you know, as if you are getting someone who has been through hell, mind me, but is still, you know, in the kind of adolescent stage of not being able to really leave home and start their own life. So I think we have to take all of that into consideration. Awareness, definitely easiest. Um, Speaking to legislators, definitely number two. Getting a lot of funding, definitely way down at the bottom.
0: (laughs) Well, if you can get uh, our own current president, uh, who some some may argue uh, may have had a traumatic brain injury himself, uh, to to listen, it, it, it may. <laughs> certainly it wasn't from being in the military, um, yeah. but <laughs> maybe 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 bone spurs caused that. But like, do you like do you think that like when you talk about um, kind of creating that movement? it's bipartisan and everything else one thing you mentioned i think that has been an issue on both sides um even during you know the obama administration was uh va funding and and you know being able to to be able to efficiently treat individuals and i'm curious like your work with i don't know how directly you work with va how how directly your organization does but um, how do you I mean, how do you work with them? Like, do you supplement some of their efforts? Do you, do you try to come in where, where maybe they're not as effective or, or maybe the impact is limited? What's your relationship with, with the VA? Yeah.
2: That's a very, very good question. I still so appreciate the ability to answer that. because I, I was just trying to
0: get out I, of insulting Donald Trump more than I was, so <laughs> Oh,
2: And that's really good because I, I have to say this that President Trump's signing of the mission Act, just a couple of weeks ago, was the singular most wonderful, innovative, forward legislation act that we have ever had in the whole 11 years that I have been doing this.
0: Really? Well, that that is,
2: was like a that's long awesome. time in the making, but it was fighting status quo. I mean, status quo is you go to the VA, you see the people there, if they can't help you, you're out of luck. Right, right. But, We have been saying, we, physicians who treat people with CVI, have been saying for the last decade, there's not that many of them in the VA. This is not, a brain injury is not in the realm of the psychiatrist, okay? Mm. A brain injury is in the realm of the neurologist, in the specialist such as I am, physical medicine and rehabilitation, even in the realm of the um, internal medicine doc, and where a psychiatrist may be helpful If necessary, they should not be the lead physician because there are so many physiologic things going on right now, which we have proven, that we need broader hands looking at it. So signing the Mission Act, where uh, I've already had, as a matter of fact, I just referred one of my young guys who came to our website to a doc outside the VA who's able to get him in in two months. You know, I mean, he'll be completely worked up and done in two months. Instead of waiting three or four months to get in, or having to take an intake eval and then waiting again, um, a couple great. Of things make the civilian world a little bit easier. And that is, we are a, a lot quicker to get patients seen because it's a competitive world. You know, yeah. if they're not seen at our major hospital, they'll be seen at the next major hospital. You know? <laughs> so um, I find that I find the mission act like literally number one. My original relationships with the VA was I was really shocked uh, because I had never worked within that system. Um, I'm shocked at the fact that so many things are taken for routine that I would not take for routine. I think it's very hard when you're dealing with such how can i say it you know you look at our military members particularly these young men and they look so fit okay i mean they're more fit than most of us for sure you know they can run farther they can jump higher they're stronger all the above and it was very hard for them to understand the staff at the va that their brains weren't working not their fault just had a blast coming at them and you know in, in football if two football players hit each other or Maybe you got a 70 mile an hour impact, which is really bad. But a blast for one of our young vets is an 1100 mile an hour impact. A lot worse. That's crazy. A lot worse. And it just rips their, their neurons inside. And I think that it has taken a while for the military and the VA to understand that. Once they've understood that, I think they have been a lot more helpful in bringing in the holistic things that we use for TDI. We use things like transcendental meditation and yoga and Pilates and um, art therapy and you, you know, writing therapy. We use those and we use those always before we use psychotropic drugs. That's we really- do not use... In physical medicine, rehab, we use very few psychotropic drugs which are very dangerous in this population the things like you know the Seroquel which has been the drug of choice of many mass shooters you know Right. just um, right. are some uh, pharmacokinetics that we need to understand better before we just release them you know Is, we don't need to use as many opiates let's try acupuncture and gentle exercise working up so um i have been in physical medicine for a couple decades and we i hardly ever prescribe an opiate for people who have pain um there's a lot of other things that you can do so i think that it is getting better i think the mission act was a huge huge boost and i hope that you know nothing happens to make it sink back and i think that the world is more aware and why is the world more aware thank you nfl yeah thank you and double A you know thank you the athletes who are the second least listened to group of people (laughs) Yeah, yeah. but um, you know at least there is some information about them and I think that's very
0: helpful let me ask you this you mentioned acupuncture you mentioned yoga Uh, where does uh, medicinal marijuana stand I mean is that something that that is used in in treatments or is that just something that uh, I use occasionally on weekends at my own home for fun (laughs)
2: You know, in states where it is legal, uh, it is used in certain treatments. And as we know, there's so many different forms you know yeah. um if you, if you can get down to the purest form of the oil that actually helps with things like pain control and anxiety uh, it's the pure you know the, like the CBD and the more oil stuff the better.
0: yeah yeah
2: it is i am not satisfied that as many tests have been done as, as should be done you know over the course of a couple of years and hopefully they are doing those in the states that it is legal and we will know something very soon I do know um, that many of my vets do get a lot of relief from marijuana I do know that if they don't do marijuana they do alcohol and we all know those outcomes so um, right. yeah. you know I'm I, I don't have enough information yet but I hold a very open viewpoint mm-hmm. to see how well we can get this regulated and how pure we can make the substance and how well the patient will be monitored because It still, to me, is considered a drug that should be monitored, and anybody with a traumatic brain injury requires monitoring at least weekly for the first two or three months, and then maybe bimonthly for the next couple of months. I mean, it, it requires close close supervision which is why justin so many physicians don't want to get involved with it it's very time consuming and in the civilian world and in the military world it, it is not a, a big reimbursement thing you know <laughs> interesting you're interesting. not doing a procedure justin so it's not a big reimbursement
0: that makes sense that makes sense you guys uh, you know you always be closing you know um mm-hmm. what about <laughs> what about
1: To you by Blimpy Subs. If Subway can convince you that two foot long pieces of bread filled with processed meat is healthy, certainly we can get a little slice of that
2: pie, right? Come on,
1: guy. Blimpy, this podcast may be our last gasp.
0: What about like uh like how common is TBI?
2: I'm sorry, I didn't catch a question.
0: How common is TBI for veterans?
2: Okay, fine. I'm so sorry. I didn't know whether you said how common or how chronic, and I can answer both of them.
0: Oh, well, yeah, there we go. Both of them. Let's go it with both. It
2: is very common. <laughs> of about the 300 and, about 3.2 million uh, people have deployed, men and women, in Iraq and Afghanistan, and of that group, there are about, according to the Rand Institute and their calculations, about 750,000 Wow. Who have some form yeah. of mild traumatic brain injury or PTSD or a combination? Yeah. And that is three quarters of a million.
0: And, and it's in and, and it's that's a crazy number. But at the same time, I mean, from from the outside, uh, not obviously being any sort of medical expert like yourself, not uh, somebody who is has served in the military, I still look at it and I go, that's that's surprising but not shocking and the reason is is because like when you're over there and in the things that that one sees and experiences i can only imagine uh you know what what can happen um you know on the ground and and also just just mentally from what you've seen and experienced and so Um, I'm so happy that you're, you know, obviously this is your focus, but also that like you're giving attention to um, something that is that is uh, affects the brain. And and I think that's just from from an emotional impact. But also, I mean, obviously what you're doing is is physical. And um, and so I, I don't know, I just find that that awesome. Let me ask you this, like. Uh, what is like success to you and your team?
2: That is very good. I'm going to start with the phrase. Okay, one of these times, Justin, I'll have to come back on, and here's going to be our topic, okay? Everything I learned about treating our veterans with TBI, I learned from Hollywood. This is the truth, <laughs> and I have a presentation that's just that. And one of the lines... Wait, hold on, hold on. i, I
0: got to stop you real quick, Dr. Gordon. Are you are you telling me that, that in this movie you are... Are you Will Smith? Is that what you're telling me? Are you Will Smith in no, concussion no, right now?
2: No, <laughs> I, I'm telling you that there are certain performances okay. that, in my mind, that are that I never learned in medical school. Okay. Ever. And I mean, Jud Hirsch in Ordinary People, dealing with a young man with survival guilt. You know. Yeah. He yeah. lived. His brother drowned. That scene literally got me through a potential suicide a man whose best friend had died oh my gosh and he lived and i'm like there oh my gosh i never learned anything about that in medical school psychiatry <laughs> 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 calling her, but the uh, one that i'm bringing is is jenna lopez in the in the movie enough and she's being trained you know to kind of you know fight her way out of a situation because that's what you're doing when you have a mild traumatic brain injury you literally have to fight from that brain until you can get enough of the brain to reconnect and find a new normal and what the trainer says is okay, step number one you attack Mm -hmm. and she goes okay okay what's step number two he goes never stop attacking
0: (laughs) yeah that's
2: what i do when i and i tell this to um there was a young man that i just was talking to right before But on the phone with you, uh, a new person who just kind of called, and I said, okay, so you've just been through what I said, the hurricane. You've been through the first wall of the hurricane, Mm -hmm. and you're calling me because it's quiet, and you know your brain's chaotic. I said, I'm going to have to drag you through that other side to come up with your new normal, and you have to be with me. So the moment that you are more able to see a little bit better, because vision is one of the number one things. Okay, fine, now we're going to bump you up to memory. And now we're going to bump you up to processing. And now we're going to bump you up to balance. And you know what? By the time you get through all of that, that's 12 or 16 weeks, we're going to go back and see how you're doing on all of those again. Because yeah. the one thing we know about a traumatic brain injury is you've got to get it to a level of stability, and then you have to keep coming back and seeing how the person is doing because even a regular person's brain changes every few years? I mean, haven't you noticed a change in your
0: brain in, say, the last 10 years? Oh, my gosh. I'm from Florida, so uh, there's been a lot, like, that uh, was wrong with me. Um Just, yeah. just being born, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, okay, by the way... I'm not sure how to
2: take that, but <laughs> I'm listening. As, as Kelsey Graham I would say, I'm listening.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, like I said, I'm from Florida, so I really... You, you know, I'm not a very smart person, but I got the hurricane analogy. Like I've lived uh-huh. through a couple of those. So I, I get what you mean there. That's a pretty good one. Uh-huh. That's a pretty good one. No, you're right. I mean, there, there's been a lot over the last 10 years that's changed. And so, uh, you're exactly right. Like it, it seems like, um, um, there's, there's, it, it's, it's crazy for me. Actually. I, I thought about that recently. I'm 34. I just turned 34 and, uh, there's been a ton. Like, you know, I was basically just kind of right out of college and didn't know anything about the world and fell flat on my face pretty hard. And, um, you know, your your viewpoints on a lot of things change in, in that time frame.
2: Yes, yes. And your connections in your brain change. In the 40s, things become a little different. There's a drop off of some hormones. That really affects circulation. Circulation can drop off for other reasons that affect your ability to process. I mean, so it's like... If you have a young person who already has lost connections, you try to reconnect as much as you can, and that is destroyed. You try to make an end run around it and reconnect a new one. For instance, I mean, my old brain, Justin, would never have been talking to you on the phone like this. Ever, never. Mm -hmm. I was very, very much introverted. I was totally a numbers person. You know, I could add, I, I I could do any of that. I could memorize. Lost that but got a passion for speaking about an issue that is so important mm-hmm. because if you don't reach these young men and women within the first, you know, few months, you have that's when you have the best chance of the most recovery. Uh, I've talked to, I'll talk to anybody who had a brain injury. I don't care if it was 20 years ago. I'll talk to you because let me tell you, there's a lot more going on. There's chronic pain, there's severe back injuries from carrying 137, you know, pack through up the the, uh, steep hills of Afghanistan in the 137-degree weather of Iraq. I mean, I can see why only young people can fight wars. And sooner or later, we're going to have to have them have a voice, I think, in which ones they (laughs) want to fight. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. It really
2: is very, very difficult to see this young idealism and, and see what can happen to, um, you know, their mind, their body, and their spirit yeah. during this particular service to our nation. You know, they need to be really, uh, whatever kind of assistance it takes when they come back, it should just be given to them. And in, in Australia, when somebody comes back from military service, they're given a gold card, Justin. And that gold card gives them free medical care for life. It gives them the number one quick Quick access to employers and jobs, and it
0: gives them free education. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's amazing, and like you said, it's a bipartisan issue. There's no reason why yes. uh, Democrats yes. and Republicans shouldn't come together. And 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 you know, obviously, I'm not a big fan of, of Donald Trump, but I, it's, I, you got to acknowledge, you got to give credit where it's due, because when when it comes to this stuff, it, it's not about any sort of ideology. It's it's about uh, getting stuff done and and bringing attention and, and light to. Uh, to the cause. And, and what you're doing is amazing. Uh, I have one more question for you though. Um uh, okay. it's an extremely serious question. Uh, and I know you're, you're, you're a doctor and everything. Um, but you seem like you have just a, you have know, a fun personality. So I got to ask you, you mentioned Hollywood. Um, uh-huh. it's a bit of a hypothetical, but, okay. uh, I know that your organization, um, started, as resurrecting lives foundation started as a documentary which was entitled like you said operation resurrection which you directed so you have i know you have a little bit of an eye to hollywood so let's just assume for a second that operation resurrection became a major motion picture similar to we mentioned earlier concussion which starred will smith who played the forensic pathologist so hypothetically Dr. Gordon, you're in the major motion picture. You are the Will Smith in this scenario. Who is gonna play Dr. Chris Ann Gordon? Now, that's
2: a very deep hypothetical question. I, um,
0: I, I go I go really far for this, okay? You said a lot has changed. I went ten years back to come up with this question right here. Well, bless you. <laughs> well,
2: let's... It isn't the first time I've been asked. Oh okay?
0: see now you're making um, me no, feel like No, a sh- it's wow. the first time I've been
2: asked on national radio, that's for sure. <laughs> national podcast the first time. But the person who asked me was the mother of a fallen soldier. And so I had to okay. think of it even more deeply. And the person I came up with Yeah,
0: let me just because- say for for this one you don't have to think too deeply. <laughs> Take that one way too way, way more seriously. This is this is you can you can say anybody.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I, I, no, because I wouldn't, because there's so many I would not say, but um, the portrayal in Blindside by Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock of that passionate mother for her son that she adopted and that he'd get those same issues, when I saw that performance, I said, wow, yeah. that would be the person, you yep. know, that would be the person. She's just, I find her to be um, amazingly pure in her ability to act and she does she such a good study you put the mother right next to her and they were identical <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just absolutely amazing to me so you know I and I, if somebody like her this story is maybe not one to tell but there are so many stories out there to tell and having people like that do it is amazing I thought Bradley Cooper did an, an amazing job. I thought Renner did an amazing job. I mean, these guys really did their homework and talked to people who had you know, real injuries. And of all the people who played any veteran at any one time, and in my mantra when I get, you know, depressed or a little bit nervous because I've been dejected from the VA for this day or they didn't like my transcendental thing, I can have turn on good old Al Pacino in the scent of a woman. You know, I've seen men with amputated arms, their legs torn off, but there is nothing like an amputated spirit. There is no prosthetic for that.
0: Well, that and is that
2: line is the line that all of us need to remember. Be kind to your veterans, but they kind of welcome them into your community, into your churches, into your schools, you know, into your social gatherings. You know, don't treat them like they're abnormal. So you know, just give them a hug and welcome in. Welcome their families. Get the families involved. So. Yeah. so that's that's kind of that's part of my Hollywood
0: because I've got more <laughs> <laughs> well well we will have to have you back on the on the podcast uh, to talk more about this maybe around Veterans Day um, I just think it's a it is such an important issue and I feel so lucky to, to have you on uh, to talk about this and uh, and the last thing I'll say is that uh, dr. Sanjay Gupta better watch the hell out because I think
2: oh, no, I you know. he's a nerd life over in Iraq. Remember when he was over there, Justin? God love him, and he ended up operating in the forward Office operating base, I think, in the FOB. That was an amazing... Uh, just an amazing thing. No, he's one of my uh, my idols. I really enjoy because he gives a lot of data uh, very understandably, and I think that's very helpful.
0: Well, he, he, he is amazing, you're right, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I think, <laughs> I think that when he's ready to step down from his post at CNN, you... Yeah. They may... You may be waiting in the wings. But uh, thanks, Dr. Gordon, thank you so much for being on uh, the Justin News podcast. And again, it's the Resurrecting Lives Foundation. If you want to help out, uh, visit your website. Um, can, can you go ahead and just give a plug for the website and where people can help? Oh, it donate. is at
2: resurrectinglives.org, and we have lots of good stories, particularly with Memorial Day. Like I said, we, we founded it because we honor our fallen by taking care of their brothers and sisters who return, and we can all do that. That's what Memorial Day is really about.
0: It definitely is, and uh, I'm going to visit, I'm going to donate, and uh, I encourage everybody to, listening to this to do that and just spread the word. Like like you said, it, so much of it's awareness, and that is something that we can all do, and it doesn't cost anything, um, but, but obviously donations help. So, um, th- Thanks again, Dr. Gordon, for, for being on the, the, the podcast, and uh, I hope to talk with you soon.
2: Okay, and thank you so much, Justin, for your awareness about this and understanding the importance of this. Right? It means more to and our service members and you have an idea. We so appreciate you. Thank you.